For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. What is popping? Real ones, Logan Murdoch here, Raja Bell there. Hi, Raja. You little, you were getting a little groovy today, bro. How you doing, dog? It's just I, the I caffeine. see you in the Zoom just, chat. Just the caffeine, bro. You know, it's the time yeah. of day. Yeah, it's my mid, it's my mid yeah. morning. Pick me up. What do you what are you what are you, what are you drinking in the morning, bro? What kind of coffee are you drinking, dog? I man, bro, I don't know what's in there now. Uh, we just throw the beans in it, and it keeps spitting out coffee. So I, I oh, don't know. Okay, yeah, okay. Know. So know. it could just be some. It's just some hybrid. A lot of different things in the in the in the in the vibes. Is that is that what it is? Yeah, my wife my wife um picked the last bean. Like we do a thing. She likes certain beans. I like other beans. So like we rotate, right? So we're on one of her bags. Um. And I don't know exactly okay. what it is, but that's got your boy feeling all right right now. Oh, okay, cool. Because mm-hmm. this dude was doing, y'all didn't see this? This dude was doing robots. He was doing the little, <laughs> the little hangman thing after with the arm after you finish the robot. He was locked in for this show. But he also said, Rod, like, who really, you know, dictates everything that we do with the pod. So he um, said that we need to talk about the Eastern Conference and some teams that got him fucked up. Nah, but he said that we need to talk more about the Milwaukee Bucks and Raja. I, I, I'm gonna let you get your shit off, bro. But I'm gonna push back a little bit. I'm gonna push back a little bit. I think. But w- what do you have to say about the Bucks? It wasn't. It wasn't that anyone had the Bucks messed up or anything like that. I just thought it was interesting that, like, you know, the, the narrative all season long has been in the Eastern Conference. You know, Brooklyn and how scary they're going to be to play in the playoffs now that Kyrie's back. Obviously. Everyone was in love with Philly after the first three or four games with the James Harden trade, and Embiid's been playing great, um, you know, MVP caliber year. You've had the Heat that have been a great story, and then as of late, you know, before last night, it was the Celtics, and before the injury, you know, the Celtics were like 
were the team that was going to come out of the East, best team in the Eastern Conference. We even talked about it on our pod uh, on Monday. But flying under the radar and still in position to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference are the Milwaukee Bucks, who have sneakily gotten real healthy on you. Um, and Giannis is still one of the top two most dominant best players in the league. And so, you know, I just find that interesting. I I think that they are the favorite, in my opinion, to come out of the East. This is what I think. I think that has always been the case. I think that, especially from a narrative perspective, that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to come out of the East no matter what. And that was in the face of, you know, the Chicago Bulls having their moment in the sun. And the Bulls, right? my bad, the, yeah. And and the Sixers, you know, Joel Embiid having his MVP um, talk, and you know, even down in your in your hood, Miami, even having their bit of talk of they're going to win it. But constantly, the 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 constant has been the Milwaukee Bucks have been the Eastern Conference favorites. I think what happens is they're just not interesting. I don't know how else to put it, Raja. They're just not. They're not interesting. They're, I I. I they're champs. They're great. They're amazing. But when you think about it in terms of storylines, they don't, other than being good, they don't have any, there's nothing going on in that team that like is like, oh my goodness, we need to pay attention every single night. We need to pay attention to how great Giannis is on a given night. But that's just on the floor. You juxtapose that what was happening with the Nets, who we'll get into in a second, the Suns, who have been great on court, but, you know, there's been a lot of stuff going on off the court with them as well. With, you know, we talk about the Warriors all the way down the line. They always have storylines. But the Milwaukee Bucks is just like, hey, you know, Giannis is great and the rest of the team is great and they'll figure it out and we'll see y'all in June. I don't know anything more than that, but I do. I think they're a great team. I saw them play in San Francisco. Um, a few weeks or a few weeks ago, they lost, but I think that they'll be fine. I think when they're the deepest team in the league, and they'll figure it out. My question is: Is there going to be any surprises in the playoffs, Raja? I don't know about. I don't know because I just I think Phoenix and you got me. This is a revelation, Raja. I think Phoenix is going to roll through. I'm, I'm I'm sipping the I'm sipping the orange juice. I'm roll sipping through the I'm, through I'm the sip. roof of the West or roll through the entire playoffs. I think they're going to win the title. I think they're going to win the title. I I you know how I was. I was like, yo, Golden State, Golden State, not winning the title, but I thought that they were just going to be there. I'm I'm completely off that bandwagon. I'm saying Phoenix is going to win it all. But is there going to be a surprise here? Are there? Are we going to? Is there? Is or is it just? Do we kind of just see a crash course to Phoenix, Milwaukee? Well. I mean, if you're, if you're saying that you're penciling Phoenix and Milwaukee and you could see a surprise, because I believe, you know, the East, although I tell you that I picked the Bucks to come out, the, the East, I believe to be more wide open than the West. Um, I think Phoenix is more of a favorite to hop out of the West than, than Milwaukee would be for me to get out of the East. I don't see many surprises in, in the West, like complete upsets of the Suns. I could see the East, you know, getting shaken up. It wouldn't be a surprise, though, right? Like, because a team like Brooklyn, although they're terrible defensively and, you know, their track record is what it is, you know, those two guys catch fire. They start playing well in the playoffs. 
they could come out of you know they could come out of the East as a playing team. Like I still maintain that. I know it's not likely. You think that they could come out of the East as a playing team? Yeah, I, I, you think I know it's, bro- the yeah, Nets can do. Okay. Hear me though. I don't think it's likely. But I'm, what I'm saying is that type of that type of star power when they play well. And the thing is, they just don't play well all the time, right? Like they're they're not locked yeah. in defensively all the time. Um, they're not clicking offensively all the time. But if they capture that for couple months stretch like they're they're very dangerous bro like they're they're not deep but when you're talking about Kyrie KD Seth Curry Drogic has been a great pickup for them um Drummond's playing well Nicholas Claxton like they have some pieces Patty Mills they have pieces that I mean they've been around a block dog they know how to get it done I'm not picking them but I could see the east being more of a a landscape where people surprise you than the west if that makes sense I want to talk about the Nets because um, you know, just got to plug something. You know, I got a story come out right now on The Ringer about uh, one Kevin Durant that you guys go check out on the site. One of the things I'm fascinated by, and, you know, it's in the piece, is just the relationship between Kevin and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I was able to see, and we kind of both were able to see it in different ways over the season, right? Like, you know, with our proximity to both of those guys. Specifically with Kevin, you know, because I was prepared to come, go to New York. I went to New York. Uh, I was in New York last week and uh, Memphis for a little bit, just just out and seeing what I can see. And I was fully expecting Kevin to, like, just be annoyed with Kyrie, just in general. I was just expecting that, just human nature, based on, like, all the factors, you know, that we've seen publicly and we've seen in all these ways. And I was expecting him to just be like, like, you know, you know, the first as a journalist, the first question is, "Hey, how you feel about a person?" They, you know, we fully expect new players to lie to us. Oh, we're good, we're good. And in the follow up, y'all just tell us the truth, right? And he was just steadfast in how much he really rocks with him. But the biggest thing was with Kevin was just letting go and letting go and saying, "Yo, Kyrie is his own man. He's gonna figure it out the way he figure it out. He's my homie, but he's gonna figure it out the way he figures it out." As a star player, that's interesting, you know, especially in this age where we're that where we see star players trying to we need them to have control. LeBron, I think, is the biggest blueprint of that. Do you think it's helpful or when you have a Kyrie on your team to just let him be or just to kind of just micromanage the kid? I think Kyrie's shown you that if you if you are going to try to micromanage him or try to have him fit into whatever box so to speak you you want him to be in that he's not going to stay around long like that's just not who he is as a person so if you want longevity in a relationship with Kyrie then I think you you have to take the approach that KD has taken with Kyrie where you know I'm going to give him space let him be his own person um he'll figure it out on his own timetable now that's a completely different question is whether or not like that's what you need to do with Kyrie to, to keep him around or whether or not that's what you need to do with Kyrie to be successful. I, I don't really have the answer to that, but I think they're two different questions. But when you see, when you see their relationship, right. And like, it's just, it's one of those things where you're expecting. And I feel like with any other person that would implode with those two guys, like if it was Kyrie and someone else and like Kyrie goes a wall, you know, wherever, I don't think many teams are, going to say, oh, he'll be all right. He'll figure it out. I don't know how it is from a Nash perspective because he just doesn't talk on that level, right? He's he's just going to – he's a good soldier. He's not going to, like, say anything disparaging. 
But I, I just don't know how I would do it. I, I do respect it. And I do, I think seeing it up close, their friendship has really kind of, it's really both of them versus the world right now. It seems that way. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how else to say it. But when you were, so we didn't talk, we talked in brief passing. How, what did you feel about the Nets when you saw them? Like, I know you saw when they, you know, they they held down the kids. They, they're dope people. Like, you know, shout yeah. out to Kay and, and, yeah. and Kyrie for holding it down. But what did you see from them just being around that group? You know, you're a player. You know all the things that go around. What did you see during your short time during, during when you when they were in Miami? Well, it was quick. Remember, I was on vacation, so I, I only got to spend like 15 minutes, you know, around them. But when you've been around teams, it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take long. Like I saw, I saw a lot of vibes. Um, you know, they 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 have, you know, first of all, I saw Ben Simmons, right? Like Ben Simmons was the first one out. He didn't play that night. So Ben was on the court. Um you know, chopping it up with some people. Those those people were were significant others or 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 you know spouses of dudes in that locker room, right? And so he was there with 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 the person, and and they were all hanging out. That speaks to me, right? Like because you know that that doesn't speak to fractured relationships in a locker room where everyone's kind of sitting with their own people and no one's kind of you know mingling and and hanging out together. So I thought that was cool, and they spent some time together, and then. You know, I watched as each person kind of came out and they have a bunch of good dudes on that team. The vibe seemed good. Now they had just won, so that that it lends itself to, you know, the mood being better. But I felt like each one of them had a had an ability to kind of uh relate to each other's people that were there. Like I didn't see anybody giving cold shoulders. And this is just speaking to the personalities on the team, right? Because I've been on teams where Guys are in a rush. And even though I'm there with my family, like I already know to tell my kids or, or you know, my little nephews, hey, bro, he's going to be in a rush, dog. He ain't going to have no time for you. So don't, don't even waste your time. They didn't have any guys like that, which I thought was pretty cool. That means you got some good human beings on your team, right? There's some good people there. On the court, Logan, they, I caught him on a good night. Like they look good. They were, they were locked in defensively. And this is what eludes them is, the, is, their, is their ability every night to lock in defensively and play hard consistently. And yeah. it's corny. People think it's probably like, uh, I don't know, o- oversimplifying it. It is not. That is a skill. The best teams capture that way more often than the bad teams. They're able to consistently go out there and lock in to, to consistent energy and effort and defend. And I caught them on a night where they did that. And so it was fun to watch. And you could see what it could be. You know, yeah. in the playoffs. Now, Kyrie, I don't think played great in the Miami game from a scoring perspective, but I thought he played a great floor game and he defended. But so that's why when you ask me, do I think they could come out of the East? While I wouldn't pick them, I would say to you, hey, man, if you get that effort out of everyone, Drummond was great. Kyrie was great. You know, KD did his thing. Drogic was good. Patty Mills was like, you could see how they would be a dangerous card to pull. Uh, but generally, vibes were high. Is it possible to have like, Great vibes and not be a contender. Like I don't, yeah. I we I don't really I don't never you don't we don't talk about that. We don't talk about like I, how does that work? Well, how does that cons- consistency in your effort um, is a thing, right? Consistency in 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 um, playing hard is a thing, but there's also continuity that goes along with that, both offensively and defensively. That's developed over the course of time. That's developed over, you know, your training camp, your preseason. You know, we're coming into regular season it's it's all a body of work that that leads up to us being hopefully the best version of ourselves when we hit playoff time and 
you know, there are some teams that are peaking out, that are peaking right now, that are playing really good basketball. And then there are other teams that are kind of still sputtering, trying to figure out who they are. And so I think they, you could be a team with high vibes, everyone feeling like we have a good shot because we see all this talent and we know what our high end is, but you still just haven't hit your stride. Like that consistency in execution, in messaging, in, in, in just overall continuity and knowing how we're going to play together down the stretch. And when things get rough, this is, I know I'm secure in my role. Like, I think some of those things are missing from them. It's funny because I said, I could juxtapose because I was able to watch um, Brooklyn play and I saw them play uh, at, the, at home. One of the games that they played was uh, against the, the Jazz. Yeah. And just like the juxtaposition of vibes was very telling because you look on one side where, you know, the Nets, while they are not that good, just there's, you know, you you see it all the way down from like the, you know, the, the player development staffs and stuff, you know, they're chopping it up, they're chilling, looks like a real cool, like, you know, vibe. Right. And then you juxtapose that with like, with the um, Jazz, who are supposed to be a contender, who are supposed to be in that mix. And they got to think about if they star going to leave this summer or if this star wants to leave or I just... I think this is my transition to the Jazz. Um, <laughs> Bro, you don't say that. You've been doing this long enough, dog. You don't say this. I think this is my transition to the Jazz. You take this, You take the wheel and you so, fucking transition you know, us to the Jazz, dog. You know, so like, you know, so I was thinking about the, I was going to Salt Lake City. You feel me? Okay. And, um, okay. You know, because we both love vaulters. Mm, there you, you get go. what I'm saying? Didn't get a chance to but, go. Why didn't you go? Quick, quick aside. What the fuck? Why didn't you go? So I, again, when you have children, you will understand yeah. this. Okay. I wanted to go so badly. My favorite place maybe to eat in a, on a planet. And I looked at the menu and I was deliberating just taking four kids in there and having them sit in vaulters and just not eat because there's nothing on the menu that they were going to eat, right? Like they don't like lasagna. They're not real pasta heads. Like they're not going to eat. What do kids eat these days, I mean, bro? You know, they're Fruit like loops? pizza. I mean, I wish, I wish they would. We've tried it. They're just, they don't like it. My kids eat a lot of stuff. They just don't love Italian food for one reason or another, um, except pizza and chicken parm. So, you know, I didn't want to disrespect Walter and have four kids in there like on iPads, like trying to be entertained. Like, it was going to ruin my time. The, yeah, dog. So I was like, you know, I'm not even going to take them up in there, man. Bro, I remember one time that I went to Valters and like I was told to go to Valters. Because, you know, it, within NBA circles, that's where you go. And, you know, of course, we're plugging Valters because shout out to you, bro. Yeah. Um, He's a G. But I went, I went on a night where like the team was there where the, I, was, I was covering the Warriors at the time and the Warriors were at Valters. And it was like, I don't like that. I don't like to do that. You know, I don't like to go. Like when I, if I'm covering it, I'm not trying to see you, bro. Like I'm other than when it's work time, I'm not trying to see you after hours. So I'm over here, like looking around, covering my face, not trying to like clog eyes, but they're positioned in the front of the, uh, like the establishment, right? Like, so there's the, there's the walk-in way. And then right to the side, there is a, you know, there's like, I don't know. There, right to the side, there's a big, like, you could, a, a area that you can make private. Yeah. Essentially, right? So I go there and I'm like, fuck. But the food was great. The food was amazing. But I would like to go there under different circumstances. I would like to go there when I'm not, like, you know, looking around, like, yo, over here. But Vultures is great. Vultures is great. It is great. 
And like, um, if I may, before we get to like some more basketball shit, I haven't been to Salt Lake in since the pandemic. I went the year before the pandemic. We were scheduled to go back and, you know, COVID hit like, I don't know, a month before we were supposed to go skiing. What they've done to that damn airport is phenomenal. Has it been? Wait, I haven't gone since the pandemic oh my God. either. We were, What's I, it look like? We thought we were in the wrong place. We slept on it. Like some of us were knocked out on a flight. So I got off. Sure. And I got in the terminal. I was like, Cindy, I. Well, you, well, you can get direct from um, you can get direct from Florida to Salt Lake. Boy, you already know. So um, oh, shit. when I got off, I was like, Cindy, we're in the wrong fucking airport. Like, this is not Salt Lake Airport. I've been in that many a times. Like, yeah. hey, kudos, Salt Lake. I'm going to be real. Just quick transition on that one. I was in Memphis airport and felt the same exact way, bro. Like I could full disclosure. I used to intern in Memphis at the commercial appeal. Shout out to the commercial appeal. You know, all my folks out there. Um, and I remember when I went there, like maybe like five, six years ago. And it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It was not in great spirits at all. It wasn't, it just wasn't great. You know, it is what it is. Some airports are good. Some airports are like LaGuardia in 1998. You know, it just, it is what it is. <laughs> And <laughs> and so I go in there and I'm like, you ever just, I mean, you literally just did, but I go in there expecting something different. I'm like, wait, this, this little, the thing that takes you from the airplane to the, to the terminal, like, oh shit, this is different. What's going on? And then I get into the airport. I'm like, oh, I, this is a different shop. Yeah, bro. This is, this is different. Mm -hmm. I got to hit Salt Lake up, bro. Salt Lake is really nice. Salt Lake is a nice place. You could see it's, I mean, the airport, to your point, was like, it wasn't, ah. Uh, but, like, you could see, like, great, the mountains from the airport. Oh, yeah. You could see, it's, it's kind of out the way. It's nice, though. Bro, they got this thing in a little food court when you come in, man. Like, I mean, it's not a little food court. This thing is pretty phenomenal, right? They got but, a new food court now? Well, dog, dog, the entire place is completely different. But they got this huge glass window with this seating area where you could just lounge out and chill. And all you're looking at are mountains. Like, it is dope. Oh, so, Lake has done the damn thing. All right, word. You know, like it would. It's gonna suck when like Donovan Mitchell goes out that airport for the last time, <laughs> and that's what's on the Jazz's mind. That's the way Bro, you transition, buddy. That's it. I just don't get. Every time I think about this Donovan Mitchell situation, I just think about like the age old saying that the grass is not always greener, my guy. Like you are at a fan base that loves you, right? Or you know that. I guess loves the idea of you. I don't know how many how many fans actually love players as people, but like for all intents and purposes, they ride for Donovan Mitchell. Mm -hmm. You talk anything shit about Donovan Mitchell to Salt Lake, they ain't gonna ride for you, ride for him, right? And then I juxtapose that with like the Knicks fan base for like one thing you do bad, they're gonna be on your head, right? Or you know the media is gonna be on your head. I just feel like be careful what you wish for because it, say in the event that you want to leave this summer. And I don't know the trade packaging, but I'd imagine that they would have to include R.J. Barrett into anything that they get trade back for you, right? And then I remember. Okay, let's quick aside. I remember. The, I remember when Kobe, because you know, I almost I was distraught when Kobe um, demanded a trade uh, back in the day. I think it was 07. and I remember reading reports there of like he wanted to go to the Bulls, and Jerry Buss is like, "Yo." I'm, I could send you. I'm a, I could and would send you to the Bulls. But hey, check this out. I'm gonna take him. Him is Lawal Dang. I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna take him, and I'm gonna take him. And then what you gonna do? 
You're gonna be four. It's gonna be a forty wins a year. You're gonna be in the same position you are in now, and you're gonna be in cold ass Chicago, right? I feel the same way about Donovan Mitchell right now. Why would you want to leave right now when the, uh, the what's the alternative, bro? Well, here's the deal that and that is well put. And I'm not lobbying uh, for Donovan Mitchell to leave uh, because. I agree with you. Um, the grass isn't always greener. I learned that, you know, the hard way. The difference between the Kobe situation and the Donovan Mitchell situation is Kobe could sell LA as a destination. It's never had a problem attracting premier free agents. And this is just fact. This is an opinion. Utah has struggled with that. Utah as a as a franchise has struggled to draw the preeminent like free agent type of player. Um they 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 usually have to get that through the draft or they wind up getting someone who isn't the marquee name in free agency. Now, they can turn out to be absolute beasts, but they don't get that guy. Can you dig what I'm saying, Logan? And that that's why it's going to be harder for Donovan Mitchell. But I that's just me, you know, kind of playing devil's advocate like I like to do. I agree. I I think that there are things, you know, that Utah has done and I I've talked about them years ago when I was on uh when I was on a, you know, a, a, another platform about my experience with Utah and them kind of being reluctant to step into um, the competitive realm of of the NBA in terms of, you know, amenities in locker rooms, um, some of the things that they do for 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 nutrition, you know, just those type of things, right? The bells and whistles that are all things that attract free agents. But, you know, as I went around, I was I was down there at the uh, what I call it, Vivint. Is it Vivint now? Like I saw yep. I saw the uh i saw what was done to the place like it it's it's brand new like i was talking to boris you know i got to hang out with boris out there and he was telling me everything inside of the arena everything at the practice facility all of that has taken a step into competitiveness with the rest of the league and so um i think they've done things to make it a more attractive destination i think the city is just going to struggle you know i love it but it's going to struggle to draw those top tier free agents. That's what he's going to have to deal with out there. The thing is though, man, like Utah's always had that problem and Utah has always been successful despite that problem. I think about, uh, obviously there's luck, right? You got to draft really well. You were able to draft John Stockton and Carl Malone. Right. And you are able to draft Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Mm -hmm. There's, there's proof is in the pudding, man. If you, if, if you just chill out and relax, the front office will hold you down. It seems like, right? And I mean, I know you've had different. I know you've had different. No, experiences no, no, no. With you that, would, you would like, think through the draft. Go ahead, keep. keep yeah, I mean, like, I can't. I argue would think that. during the draft, right? Like, I would think during it. They've drafted really well over the years. They have made great pickups. And I don't know who says this, but people say like Pat Bev be tricking y'all. I don't know if that's to be true, but the Knicks be tricking y'all, bro. The Knicks every year be tricking y'all, dog. Like I'm, it's to the point where I got caught up in the propaganda last postseason, right? But they be, it, it happens every time, man. I want, I'm gonna be the one to change the Knicks. I'm gonna be the one to do this. I'm gonna be the one to do that. Like I don't know if it's clout. I don't know what it is. But I look at Donovan Mitchell and I look at Rudy Gobert. I'm just like y'all. If y'all just relax and chill out, y'all can do some things. I'm sorry. A couple years ago, y'all were first in the Western Conference. Did did a lack of free agent signing keep you from having the best record in the Western Conference? No. 
that doesn't get in, that got in the way of you. That didn't get in the way of y'all collapsing, though. Like y'all collapsed in the postseason, you know, twice. But I can dig it. That's something that you got to figure out on court. I just, I, I guess that was my rant, man. But I just don't feel like Donovan needs to not. If he gonna leave, that's I don't know everything that's gonna go happen. But not for the Knicks, bro. Not for the Knicks. I'll co-sign on that. I would just again say, you know, you're dealing with someone who's from the White Plains area, right? Like, so that there's New York ties there. It's always, it's, man, it's hard to counter home. It's hard to counter. When someone's telling you they want to go home, it's really hard to counter that shit. Like, not just pros. Even colleges deal with that all the time. When a kid wants to transfer and you're trying to sell, you know, where he's currently at and he's talking about going home, there are not a lot of pivots off of that. You know, like going home. But I, I, I am, I am with you on everything uh, that you're saying. I just want to add one more thing to where Utah is right now. It becomes harder when you are the, as close as the Jazz have been for the last few years to keep perspective and exercise patience. It's easier for 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 you know Knicks players. They ain't been close to shit. Like they, you know what I mean? Like what. They ain't tripping off of it. But when you've been that close, Logan, and you felt like, you know, you had the best record in the West last year, that clock is ticking faster, if that makes sense. Like you're in a world where time is speeding and and other teams that aren't as good and not as close to a chip, their clock is running relatively slow. And so sometimes that can expedite that process for a guy, um, maybe unfairly, but that's what starts to happen, right? You're like, shit, we've been this close for three years. You know, you can't really see the pivot, the restructure, the 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 attack three years later with a different core. Sometimes that's hard to see. Yeah, I, I just feel like, and we're going to take a break in a second, but I, I just don't want Donovan Mitchell to go out like Melo, okay? I don't want him to go out and mortgage the team that he's going to's future to get him and just be mired in mediocrity for like 40 wins here, 40 wins there on a front office that hasn't. I mean, I know they have new guys there, you know, Worldwide West and, and the CAA um, contingency. Mm-hmm. But I just don't, I don't want him to go out like that, man. I want Donovan Mitchell to be in the playoffs every year, all the time and compete for titles. I don't want him to just, just go out because w- the clout that New York provides, I guess. You, how many more endorsements you going to get? You still Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. Like I, maybe you want to be in those circles. I don't know. Let's take a quick break. And um, we got pack watch alert. Uh-oh. On the other end of that break. Let's get it. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. 
This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. And we are back. We got our CMO in the building. We got our, our player partner. The, 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 the person that, that has roasts for all of y'all but also has loved just the same. Our biggest resident Laker fan has his ear to the streets. He has a pack watch in a minute, but before beforehand, I want to, I want to highlight something a couple, uh, about a week ago, I'm looking at the chat and I see a picture of Jomi's father with one genie bus and another Rob Palinka. <laughs> And Wait, am I not in that chat? Is, I'm not in that chat. You I weren't in that oh, chat. Okay, I'm about to you say, weren't I, in that I, chat. Matter of fact, I'm about to send you this text okay. right now of, of what, what I saw. <laughs> I, as we go, as we go, I'm just going to send you really quickly, Raja, just the whole shebang of like of, of pictures. Right. I don't care if this is, this has to get edited in. This is re- amazing. It's, All of this is amazing. It was pretty cool. It's pretty special. It was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so, Jomi, as I'm giving him the pictures of everything that just happened, can you just give a rundown of of, of what happened, where you went, where where your brush with Laker lore? Just, uh, just give us just give us a rundown. Easy call. So, my father's an artist, and last summer, I saw that the Lakers are doing uh, something called In the Paint, which is where they wanted to highlight you know PLC artists across Southern California, and so. I know my dad, like, you know, he's a busy man, you know. I was like, let me just apply it for him, you know. Let me see, like, let me shoot his shot for him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, if he doesn't get it, he doesn't get it. Nobody will know, you know. So let's see what happens. So I did that. And then a couple of weeks later, he got an email. It was like, hey, you know, let's meet. Let's talk. Let's come on down. And so they, he was like, for sure, I'll, I'll do that. And then last week was finally the big event where they were able to present their artworks to the Lakers, like, you know, not only the front office, but the players and everyone. And they had a big event down in El Segundo where the Lakers practice facility is, you know, and it looked great. And a pops was mingling around with the, with the OGs out there with Rob and Jeannie, Bron, mm. you know, uh, that we weren't supposed to take pictures, but I had, to, you know what I'm saying? I had to get my pops to shine. You feel me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was really cool hearing him like explain his art, break it down to Russell Westbrook, THT. You know, uh, it was it was just it was a really fun time, man. Honestly, shout out to Pops, that's dope, man. So can you give us a behind the scenes look, right? Because I'm sending pictures to Raja right now. I check your phone, Raja. My phone's they are dead. coming to you. <laughs> I just plugged it in. I, man, I don't want to tell you. Man. It'll get there. It'll oh, yeah. get there. <laughs> anyway, so my man's is so my man's is t- like holding court mm-hmm. and telling Russell Westbrook 
what he needs to be doing, right? <laughs> fantastic. Telling him he has a fl- he has flowers in one hand and has 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 game to share in the other Is hand. Is he as passionate a Lakers fan as you, Jomi? Oh, of course. Here's the thing, right? Uh, y'all see y'all. I mean, some of y'all know this. I'm, what time of year was this? In between in, in between which games was this? Oh, uh, this Jeremy, was what was happening. This is right before the Pelicans game on Sunday, right? Oh, so this okay. is between uh, they played, I think, on Wednesday and um, they came. They went on the road against the Pelicans on Saturday. Here's the thing, right? I some of y'all may know this. I'm African, Nigerian, to be specific. <laughs> And so, if y'all know how Nigerians get down, Nigerians not scared of nobody. Right? <laughs> so my pops uh-huh. was my pops was pulling everybody and telling them his spiel about his art. He's like, "Hey, yeah, you know, this is about this." And if you see the picture, I might have to. I posted pictures on Twitter uh, last week, but you see how he's talking to me. No fear, right? That's my dad in a nutshell. My dad will tell you, I've lived, I've been with my dad for almost twenty six years. He has twenty stories. And he will tell them over and over and over and over again <laughs> ad, ad nauseum, right? <laughs> and so, you know, just growing up with him and being his son, at first, you're like, bro, like, I, I know this one. Like, I know where this is going, please. But going to that event and seeing him, like, you know, spit the same game, you know, to to NBA players and NBA executives, you know, it was it was different, you know, it was like, like, oh, you're happy. You know, it was like, Russell, you see Russell Westbrook's eyes in that photo. It's like, I know how you feel, bro. Same. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. But it was honestly incredible. Was there a brush with LeBron? Was there a brush between your pops and LeBron? Yeah, I what didn't happened? see it. I didn't see it. But yeah, they had a they had a little conversation. I was like, that's cool. I just got to shake Bron's hand. Like, it wasn't like that. What was that like for you? Also, first, secondhand account of what happened when your pops talked to Bron. So I think I was out probably getting a water or something but my dad was like yeah i was he was in like the center because that's where lebron was most of the time and you know because my dad was one of the artists so somebody was like hey here's another one of our artists he was like oh nice to meet you you know i'm lebron that was like clearly <laughs> I'm Joey's dad. Nice You're to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did he say clearly? Did he say? <laughs> my dad was like, "Yeah, I, I know who you are. Like, who's gonna? You don't. There's no need for the introduction, you know." And then you know, LeBron went on his way. My dad went on his way. But you know, it's cool that like you know he got to he got to meet him. It was like really awesome. I didn't even get to introduce myself. I just said, "What's going on, big fan?" He's like, "I appreciate you." And he kept it moving. Wow. <laughs> wow. So my dad, he got you know he got more out of LeBron than I did. So shout out to pops. You know, shout out to pops. Wow. 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 Did you? Uh, <laughs> was there fear right, in the building? Was there any fear in the building? Oh, uh, no. Nah, should be fear nah, in the building. Not, not for me, man. They hit, so. No, from them. Oh, from them? Yeah. No, yeah, them. Your, well, yeah, you was also, you're also a mole, man. You're also a real, real one's mole. What the fuck happened? Nah, it was cool. We're trying to, nah. we're trying to get into the psyche well, of the Los Angeles Lakers. What here's happened? the thing, right? So, went there and I, I talked to pretty much all the players I could, just like, hey, what's going on? How y'all doing? You know, like, you know, Austin Reeves was cool, you know? Man's man's got the expensive uh, expensive sweater jump game on. Oh, okay. You know what oh, I'm spend that bread, Austin. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Okay. I was like, "What's going on?" He was like, "Hey, man, we chilling." You know what I'm saying? Like they were all like, everybody was like pretty cool. You know, like I was out there. Were they getting along? Did oh, we see yeah. any packs? Everyone was good, right? Like we're just get to like. Did you see? You see little. At, typically at events like that, you'll see little huddles of players kind of off see, in the clicks. cut. Like, yeah, were people mm-hmm. getting along? What were we doing back there? Yeah, so the cool thing was that 
all the players showed up. All of them mm-hmm. showed up. And there was a point for a little bit where, where they were all there, where they were all just like all hanging out in like a little corner. Like pretty much like all the dudes. Okay. You know, like it, and it was real getting along. Like some of them were like out doing the art thing because, you know, you got to mingle, you got to see people. For, for a good portion of it, like 10, 12 dudes were just in the corner just like j- cracking jokes and whatever. So, it was, it was, you know, it felt really, it felt like, you know, they all liked each other and stuff, which I you appreciate, you know. Enjoy it. Yeah. Now, you were with Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenka, right? And we know that you have your ears and eyes to the streets. We know that you are the de facto Twitter GM of the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> did you impart any, did you get any, anything on trades did you get any did you impart any wisdom to them on what the streets need did you did you did you did you get into the palace and and figure some shit out well i had to lay the groundwork you know what i'm saying so you know i introduced myself said what's going on talked to rob about you know michigan ball because they were they had played that night uh talked you know gonzaga was that game was going on and then i only only thing i told him just to like lay some groundwork was you know, my man Keith, he got twins, the the Fujimoto yes. twins, Clyde and Coltrane. I was like, look out for them. In the a legends, years. yeah, look out for them. About you know, eighteen years. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's next up. You know, okay. so that was just like landing. If the Knicks don't get them first, exactly. If the Knicks don't get them exactly. First. Right, right. Okay, you know, okay. the Knicks are already looking. So you got that's where you got to keep your eyes to, so you don't miss that. Okay. Okay. All right. Now this pains me because this is the earliest pack watch we've ever done, it, ever. Um. And it is March 31st, but it's about that time right now. Um, it's looking flabby and sick. The Lakers are looking bad. Mm-hmm. AD is out. Yeah. LeBron is, 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 is hobbled. It's time for Lakers pack. Watch, Jomi. What, what you got for us, man? Give me a minute on the Lakers season. Put some, throw some liquor on them. Well, so here's the thing, right? I am, I've been done with the Lakers for a long time. For, for a long okay. time. You know this, Logan. You know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I what I what I fail to understand is people who like still have faith and belief in this team. Have they not mm. let you down enough? Are you not <laughs> sick? Are you not disgusted <laughs> from watching this team? There are only two ways a Laker games a Laker game goes. Right? They either try at the beginning and stop trying at the end, or don't try at the beginning and then only start trying at the end. And either way, the result is disappointing. You are not happy. You are just very much distraught by no matter how the Laker game ends and you want that co- to continue you just want to be you just want to feel bad all summer what's wrong with you like I'm just saying love yourself mm-hmm. try yeah. to do better by yourself let this team go they will be back in October hopefully better right but do yourself a favor and forget this Laker team they're done they're dusted finito all right mm. Mm-hmm. Let let the pain go, mm-hmm. Laker fans. Listen to me. Let it go. Okay. God. All right. They're dusted and disgusted. I have one last question for you. Is this the worst you've ever felt about a Lakers team? Have you ever have you ever been lower as a Laker fan? Uh, I mean, the sweep in 2013 sucked. Yeah, you know, that wasn't that wasn't any fun. But you know, you had mirages of hope, like oh man, you know, Dwight comes back, you know. You know, who knows when Kobe get healthy, but, you know, ah, da, da, this is just because there's going to like we we all assume they're going to be, you know, wholesale changes in the summer. So this is looking like it's just looking like real, just real desperate, you know, just like mm. 
God, they're just out here reaching. Ooh, a 10 seed. Are you serious? Let me get LeBron and AD some rest, bro. This is too much. This is just too much. Let this team go. It's like it's like LeBron's hairline, bro. Let it go, man. Just like just like take it all off, bro. You know who needs all this, bro? Oh wow, I'm sick, Logan. Okay. I'm sick. I saw. Uh, yeah, yeah. Raj is just loving this shit. Raj I don't even. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing for me to add to that. That's uh. Raj is like, hey, yeah, fuck this, yeah. I'll tell you don't what. Drink this in. It has <laughs> never been a a better time to be a Laker hater. Just never been a better time to hate the Lakers. I'm not oh, a wow. Laker hater, but well, I'm not you, but we do. Yeah, listeners. You know? Yeah, no, fair, fair, but I, you know, I, not going to say that I'm I'm crying over any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'd be lying if I told you I was shedding a tear for you. But <laughs> all right, man, let's get to let's get to let's get to a segment. It's Thursday. Let's get to a segment called we like to call real one of the week. Um, Jomi, you are included in this real one of the week. You want to start it off first, buddy? What's, what's who's your real one of the week? I can. Uh, it's my pops, of course. Yes, you know sir. he went down to the Laker facility and held it down. It felt like he could have just been out there shooting hoops. You know what I'm saying? He was legit. It was legitimately uh, inspiring, and I was I was so proud to see him like out there, like just holding court with all those people. And uh, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry on this pod, but um, it was. It was really incredible, you know, to see someone you look up to for all these years, you know, just achieve something, you know, like yeah. he's my dad and I felt proud of him. Like, and I imagine that's not even as close as how proud of me he feels, you know, so it was mm. just, it was just really incredible to see my pops, you know, live his dream of, you know, being like a, a real artist. And this is only the beginning for him. So it was just, it was just really incredible. So yeah, shout out pops. He's my Shout one pops. Marona of the week, Shout real one pops. for life. Real one for yeah. life. Yes, sir, baby. Go ahead. Can't follow, I don't know. I don't know if I can follow that up, but we're gonna go with one page buckets. Huh? Who has signed a new NIL NIL oh, deal oh, yeah. that takes aim at food insecurity for students? We've all been college students before. We all know how this shit go, man. It's hard out here for college students. It is. And shout out to her for tackling. That with food insecurity for college students, I'm gonna go with Paige Buckets. Rah rah, man. Who's your real one of the week? Y'all sit. T- this can be a long one, bro, because I got a lot. A lot of people made this list, and I couldn't. I couldn't narrow it down, so I'm just gonna go all the way in. Number one, Brooklyn Nets. Um, mm. Steve Nash for holding it down. Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Durant, Goran Dragic, Amari, everybody. David Vanterpool for being so hospitable and and really welcoming us to, and and taking some time with the kids and stuff at the game. Real ones for that. Uh, number two, University of Utah football. Got a chance to visit that last week while I was up in Utah with Dia. I got to tag along. Uh, Mason Yellico, Robert Bletchen, the head of director, player personnel, had us out. Vibes were high that day. Pictures were taken. We watched the practice. It was dope. So those two are like runners up, right? But the real, real one of the week is FIU, bro. My alma mater. So we went out there on Saturday, right? Coach Mike McIntyre, a new head football coach. David Yost, offensive coordinator, QB coach. Coach Corey Bell, the Miami dude, now the running backs coach and head recruiting coordinator, Edison High, right? We had Cam DeFiti, I've known his dad for a long time, took care of us. But most importantly, like, they were dope. Scott Carr, the new AD with the vision for what FIU can be as an overall 
sports entity. It's a sleeping giant. We're about to wake up. Shout out to FIU football and, and the new uh, athletic director, Scott Carr. Real one. Mm. Question for you, though. Is the little, did the little homie, did Utah get a, a commitment from the little homie, though? Not again. I mean, no, he's too young, bro. Like, you know, okay. offers okay. ain't coming right. yet and stuff like that. But like right. getting to All see, right. like it's important, right? Because, hey, you know. He looked nice in that red, though. You get he to see nice. what's out there, he though. Hey, right. he was, you know what I'm saying? He was, he was, he was, he was, he was saucy in the little He was feeling himself. <laughs> All right. He was, also, Roger, real quick, real quick. Yeah. How did it feel? Because you threw up the little, little, little you. Different use, different use. I've done this, but again, no. Different but again, use. are you okay after doing that? Different because I know use, it took a, man. I know you love your kids. I know you love your kids, but that was. I know that was also hard for you. Uh, no, no. You see, listen. When your kids are involved, ain't nothing hard, bro. Like if you're showing them love, then I love you. That's how that. That's how that works. You know what? The the moral of all this: L O V E. Damn love right. You. You know what I mean? Real ones. We love you. That was another edition of Thursday Real Ones. Make sure you check us out every Monday and Thursday. We got a night. We're going into the stretch run right now, man. We're, we got some stuff for you guys in the works, dog. Don't even trip. Don't even trip. But in the meantime, make sure you check out our, our slate on the Ringer NBA feed and other feeds. But I want to highlight one thing. The first four episodes of Icon Club with Auntie Jackie Mack or on the Bas- Book of Basketball 2.0 feed. Make sure you go check that out. It's been great. The Magic and Bird episode is great. The Dr. J episode is great. And then make sure you check out, you know, group chat. Make sure you check out The Answer. Make sure you check out Miss Mac. Make sure you check out Upside High. Make sure you check out The Void with Kevin O'Connor. Fall in the void! Make sure you check out Mismatch. Man, we might... Rob, we might have to have a little, a little one and one again, bro, with the Uh-oh. mismatch again. That might be coming. That might be coming mm. soon. That might be in the works. Just y'all just wait on that. Y'all just wait on Real that. Match. Make sure you check out the propaganda that is R two C two with who? Raja Bell, Vallejo legend, the Crestside clown, CC Sabathia. Hey, and also, man, Black Girl Songbook is back. Mm. You know, with season three, Town you Legend, know, with Aretha Franklin. Mm. You know, we chronicling her. You know who hosts that, Raja? I who do. hosts that, I do. Raja? I do. It's it's the town legend. It's the homegirl, Danielle Smith. Mm. Stretch from baby. See you next week. Holla. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.